Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Uniprep, the only blog that helps you answer all of your college questions and concerns. Today we will be talking about college classes, how breaks work in college, and practical application. Let's not waste any time. So, first question. How big is the college class? Now, class sizes vary by a few things, such as what college you go to and what subject is being taught in the class. For a big state college and a class like Introduction to Literature, which a lot of people will have to take, there might be 100 students in a class. For a class like Korean Literature at a private college, there might be only 5 to 10 students um, in it. Uh, colleges are gravitating towards the latter, um, smaller classes to make it more personal, and low student per teacher ratios are becoming more common with the average of 20 students to 25 per classroom. Moving on. How long is it, my friend? Again, this really depends on the class and how often you meet. A minor class may not meet for a long time, uh, regardless of how often you meet, but a major class will depend on how many times per week you meet. Basically, if you meet once a week, it'll be two, two, to three, two hours and 30 minutes to three hours, but if you meet every day, then it might just be half an hour class. If you meet twice a week, it'll be an hour 15, and finally, if you meet three times, it'll be around 50 minutes. Uh, if it's a minor class, it might just be like an hour or two hours um, per week, but it might even just be shorter. Moving on. How often do you bite? Now, as I said in the previous question, the class can meet once a week for a long block, twice a week, three days a week, or um, daily. For the most part, you get to choose, with some restrictions, how often you want to meet in that specific class, um, but it has to be enough to get the credit. So you can't just say, um, meet like once a month or something like that. Like, I don't think that's going to fly. As a side note, if you're in a science class or something like that, you will have some sort of lab once a week mandatory, uh, just so you know. So, yeah, the one how often you meet really depends on how often you want to meet with that class. Moving on. Is it a more discussion or an explanation? Now, you would think that in more traditional colleges that it would be more learning through listening. And you'd be right, that's still the case. However, Many more advanced schools, mostly like Ivy Leagues and upper schools like that, have started to use more discussion-based classes, which is lower student counts and more about discussion than just memorizing. Uh, it has trickled down from there recently, and more colleges are doing it. Now, if it's a class of 50 people, you're going to know off the bat that it's not going to be discussion-based. However, if the class size is 10 people, then there's definitely room for discussion. Um, however, even if it is 10 people, some will still do a traditional explanation class. And the last question for this topic. How often is a collaboration required, senor? 
Now, recently, colleges have been implementing implementing uh, new systems of learning based on collaboration with others. Uh, I don't think you want to hear that. I don't want to hear that, to be honest. They say it is to achieve goals that we can't achieve on our own. However, it, it's just mostly to look good that they have um, collaboration classes. Um, now, how often will, again, depend on the class, as you're going to collaborate less in a math class than in, say, an English class or a language class. However, this one also depends on the teacher and how he or she personally wants to do it. Now, moving on to the next section. Now, breaks seem pretty self-explanatory. However, I will have to do some explanatory about some of the things. Uh, see what I did there? So, moving on to the first question of this topic. When are the breaks in college? The breaks are during Christmas, Easter, summer, and spring. Those are the main ones. Um, these are usually the same for every college around the nation. Uh, there's very little variation. Uh, these are the longest ones that you do that are more than a week long. However, you also get off for a variety of religious and national holidays that you probably know already because you got off them in high school too. Stuff like well, I'll go into more detail in the next question. And here it is, the next question. How, winner, how longer are they? Now, the breaks can vary, as I have said, with some being a day long, which I'll cover later. Sorry, it's not this question. It's one of the next ones. And the longer ones. You get almost three months off for summer, just like in high school, from June to September. Uh, unlike high school, you get... Around three to four weeks for Christmas, which is way more than you get in high school, so that's definitely a plus. Finally, a week for Easter and spring break. Uh, in some places, it's the same break. In other places, they might do it differently. And Thanksgiving is a few days, and fall break is also a few days. Then those are the two sort of minorish ones. And the next uh, question... Can you stay on the campus? Now, you can stay on most campus grounds, but it isn't perfect. If you choose not to go home or not to go on vacation somewhere, there is definitely a solution for you. While you can't stay in your dorm most of the time because they close them for the major breaks, i.e. the winter break, spring break, summer break, uh, you can be transferred to an empty dorm room for the week. Now you'll have to move all of your stuff. Um, you have to move all your stuff there and then move all your stuff back, whatever you want. But it is a solution. So after the break, you will move back into your regular dorm and life goes on. And here is the long awaited question When are there shorter breaks? Now, there are going to be days off from school on various on-and-off holidays and national holidays. For example, Memorial Day, you will be off because it is a national holiday. Everyone gets Memorial Day off. And Thanksgiving, you get a week long off, as I have said before. And MLK, another national holiday, you get off. Uh, it isn't, so it isn't just about long breaks. 
It's just about the short ones that are one day, one or two days of vacations from school. So, some yeah, some colleges uh, ha- have religious holidays. It really depends on the college, but most will just give you off for the national holidays. And the last question of this topic. Can I give myself a day off? Now, the answer that might surprise you is yes, you can. As long as you do enough for your class um, in a week, there is nothing stopping you from, for example, scheduling so that every Monday is off and you can relax and catch up on work, say. Now, you can also call in sick. Uh, however, this this works, but college is really your time. It's not as much as high school where your parents are paying for it and some you don't really care about what you're getting taught. College is you need to be there. So if it's if it's an unscheduled break, you kind of want to avoid it. So make sure that it's actually legitimate if you're sick and not just trying to get off. Now, moving on to the last section, applying what you learn in real life. And we'll start with the first question. Can you apply what you learn in real life? Now, honestly, for most things, not really, unless you're going into a very specific field. Well, all right. For example, you're only going to use physics if you want to be a physicist, is what I mean. But like, I don't know how to explain this. So, you're not going to use exactly what you're taught in your regular, in real life, unless it directly has to do with your job. Um, You may be saying, of course that makes sense, but there are a bunch of classes that might be required to get a degree that you don't want to take, and you have to take and they won't really affect your life. Also, there are some classes that are like this that fall under the more general category, and the real reason you do these classes is to show employers that you can do all the work that they want to assign you, and, like, grind through it. And the next question, are you given enough practice? Now, yes, there are multiple times when you can do some lab research, um, because it isn't just science, for research it's also like math but okay that's a bad example because math is kind of like science um say archaeology you may have to have a research lab about archaeology wow um or you have an internship from your teacher and that's how you practice it so there are definitely places to practice what you learn in the classroom um besides that you apply things that you're going to need for real life, not just your job, such as budgeting, multitasking, and being resourceful. All things you don't learn in class, but you pick up, and it's very useful for real life. Next a question. Is it, a in, is it interesting to do, my friend? Student research is fairly interesting from a student, from what students have to say. Basically, you're working with your teacher to actually discover something new in a field that you like. Doing an internship based on teacher recommendation is also interesting because it is working in a field that you like. So, like, it's an internship, yeah, but you like to do it. Um, they're both easy to do as long as you are fairly friendly with your teacher. Um, what I mean by do is get an internship job and work in the research lab. 
most of the time they'll tell you like they'll announce to the class that oh I, we have an internship job or oh come help me in this research project and the next question how of a time do you do it now for the internship it's like it's a job so whenever they need you it's like any normal job so i don't need to get too much into the details about the student research is where it gets more complicated so essentially student research is led by a professor but you don't need him to be there to work on whatever you were working on before so basically it's open 24 7 but you still need to sign it up for a certain amount of time for the lab uh, you can't just wander in at three in the morning and say that you are researching um, biology because you won't ha you will not have been signed up for that period just so you know and moving on to the last question for today what would you do in your own time now what you do in your own time in my opinion in my honest opinion is more important than what you will do with a professor for one key reason it's yours essentially hear me out what college should be is where you meet the people with whom you will create something new and big doesn't have to be during college but you should meet the people who you're going to do it with student research is usually non-profit to yourself so you won't become a millionaire through that method but by meeting people who are interesting and can help you, you will be able to make the next great thing. And in my opinion, that is what college is all about. And now it is time for the last part of every episode. Definitely everyone's favorite, definitely nobody's least favorite. The part where I read these funny emails. Now, just when I thought that it, it was stopping, just when I thought the barrage of emails was stopping, um, I get 20 more. So, one of the funny ones is, it's not, like, particularly funny from St. Edward's University. It's just that I forgot to mention this on my list of, um, like, funny links to that are all the same. It's just the, co the college search survival guide or, like, the college survival guide. It, it, it makes it sound very, like, hostile, like... I'm in the actual Hunger Games, and I need a survival guide. That's just the way I see it. Um, a funny one that I saw was... Well, not a funny one, but... All these things where it's like career day or special open house day. Like, I might have mentioned this before, but I don't feel like going out of my way to see this thing. I don't go. I feel like it would be more helpful if you just put a part of it on every tour. So that, like, we get it either way. But that's just my opinion. And uh, this one's pretty funny from George Mason University. This is the big leagues. You'll fit right in. I just think that's a really funny thing. And this one's in Virginia, so it's a bit out of my way. Well, I, I'm almost getting one from University of Alabama, so that's really out of my way. And the final f funny thing is from Whitman College. It's just a little thing at the bottom. I just think it's really funny to read. Six in ten witties graduate with no debt. Debt. Take this opportunity to explore our financial aid and scholarships. Well, that's all we have time for for this episode. 
I do hope you have enjoyed this installment of Uniprep, the only blog that helps you answer all of your college questions and concerns. Uh, I hope you will catch the next episode, and as always, goodbye.